Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD. Hey, Bo. Good morning, man. Man, we are live. We're sir. live, baby. <laughs> if, if, if you're tuning in right now, you, uh, man, you can see us. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Hey, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, we're excited about this. This is a, a, a brand new uh, additional way to experience the show. Right. You know, there were some people concerned about whether or not they'd be able to still enjoy the podcast in podcast form now that we have a live morning show like this. Right. But, uh, and and a little little I'll pull the curtains back. Oh that was almost not true because <laughs> I almost completely forgot to hit record. And like now I'm like nervously checking to make sure that it is going. I think you nailed it. We'll, yeah, we're, right. We're up and live, so we we are good. And uh, and this you will obviously be listening to this because you obviously are listening to this. Right. Some fun stuff. A couple of announcements from the shop too, Bo. Um, we have because uh, so many of our faithful listeners and you know just folks that live here in, in and around the Jackson area have stopped by. Um, I have unfortunately had to tell so many people we're out of that for uh, many, many days now. And we are not out of that anymore. So please come by. <laughs> we have we have all our favorite tobaccos back in stock. And yesterday we finally got the ingredients in for some bag in. So if you like a um, Oriental blend with some Virginias and Latakia, this uh, swing by, let's load up. <laughs> So y'all, how often, like, is there a regular shipment that comes in or? You know, it for us, I, other other tobacconists may work that way. For us, it's just all based on, you know, kind of what we're selling and and, um, and what we need. Yeah. yeah. I, I keep all the blending ingredients in for Cherokee and um, and Choctaw and Indian Outlaw in bulk at all times. So, Smart. I mean, I, I order those, you know, just uh, buy huge five pound bags times multiple every time we order because we sell so much Cherokee. And then you store um, them in a trash can. And then we store it in a good looking barrel. If, uh, <laughs> if, if you recall like the the like trash the, can that Oscar the Grouch lived in on right. Sesame Street. Right. Uh, in a very very clean. Right. Much, much cleaner than Oscar. Exquisitely clean. <laughs> but uh, that is where the, the storage of Cherokee. That's right. We sell so much Cherokee in our shop that we, I mean we have to keep it barreled like that because yeah. people come in um, they buy it by the pound. If they don't have it on access really quick, um, we're in trouble. If I if I ever run out of Cherokee at the Country Squire, I'm just going to padlock the door. <laughs> <laughs> we actually keep it in pre-made two ounce bags because it's just yeah, it's just it sells that quick. So, uh, well, very appropriate that uh, you just got in stock because what we're talking about today is all about the blending, the process of blending, the act right. of blending. You know. Our, I think it was our second show yeah. we did, and it was entitled The Art of Blending, and we kind of did a little bit of more of a, a, a light overlook. We're going to do a bit more of a deep dive today, yeah, and kind of surrounding something that's been going on uh, with the Squire and myself, a little bit of a, I don't know if I should call it like a rivalry, because that's not right, yeah. but but maybe, maybe more of a, <laughs> a gross... Um, misstep by the country squire. A, a, a gra- yeah, a, a travesty. Yeah, a travesty. It, in, That's in exactly your eyes, it if, if it, as it were. Well, and 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 in many people's eyes, it just right. Who who are of my uh, of of my lineage? Lineage. Currently at the country squire, there is a blend, which is not bad. And I mean, I'd love to I'd love to say bad things about it, but it's not bad at all. <laughs> uh, called Lancaster. It's delicious, and a lot of people like Lancaster. <laughs> now, now Lancaster is a. Uh, is it a Virginia or is it an aromatic? Uh, well, it's actually it's an aromatic blend. It's got some Virginias and some Cavendish in That's, it. I, you, could, yeah. you could definitely taste it, but it's a um, it. it's a it's a caramel butterscotch, and right. it's it's really yummy. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, 
uh, as the listeners know, my name is Bo. My last name is York. Right. And I am a York. Now, uh, let me kind of pull back right. the, the curtains of history, if We're you will. We're about to get a little nerdy. Yeah. Yeah. So, so <laughs> back in the day, there was a little country called England, and it was trying to uh, to determine its leadership under right. these uh, two different households, the House of Lancaster right. and the House of York. Right. Uh, modern times, this uh, this historic tale has been retold uh, then called the War of the Roses, now fictitiously <laughs> referred to as Game of Thrones. Yes, Game of Thrones <laughs> is based off of the War of the Roses, ladies and gentlemen. Sands, dragons, and zombies. Right. But, but you know, regardless, the uh, the Starks would have been uh, aligned with the Yorks. That's kind of their their basis is the the House of York. Right. And, uh, and of course, the Lannisters, Lancasters. That's pretty, you know, I guess on the nose. So you have had this Lancaster blend. It's been a, a relatively popular blend. I mean, right. it's, it's no Cherokee or anything like that. And it's right. not, uh, you know, second breakfast, but it, it's, it's got right. its following. Absolutely. Uh, and I was shocked to learn, oh, well, you have a Lancaster blend. Go ahead and, and get me a bowl of, of your York. I, I'd like to sir. try the York, sir. Yeah, a, yeah. A, a double shot. Where, where is my house? Where is my house represented? Uh, and so with, with a, a head hanged low. Right. And shame. Right. Yeah, about like right. that. You uh, you told me that there is no House of York. There, there, there is no House of York, and we actually named Lancaster. This is uh, our our owner Kim uh, named Lancaster. You know, her idea actually, the Hershey Company started making caramel. And right. My understanding is that the they were initially because they were in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. They initially were named Lancaster, the Lancaster Company. Really? Um, and then this Hershey guy kind of got involved and figured out, oh, you know, if we make this into chocolate, like, it's really sweet and a lot of people will buy this. So, of course, Hershey now owned by Mars, right? I, I'm not sure, to be honest. Well, the, the ironic yeah. thing is they're probably owned by Mars. And, of course, York Peppermint Patty is also owned by Mars. So, yet again, uh, we uh, have to see another the, the, <laughs> another union between the, the Yorks. The drama, the the drama continues. So, which one's better, the the, the Hershey bar or the... Or the um, or the York peppermint patty. Definitely the York peppermint. You got to have some milk with the chocolate. <laughs> the be- it's the best way. It's the best um, way. Yeah. So, you know, anyway, it's got that caramel, um, kind of a real rich caramel kind of undertone, uh, overtone, really. It's, it's, it's nice, nice and creamy caramel. And, uh, and so we named it after that. But, um, you know, I just have the added pleasure of, of it getting under your skin entirely. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you've enjoyed that. However, we are going to rectify this. Right. Because we are going to make a blend for the Country Squire. We're not sure exactly what it's going to be called yet. It might be House of York, might be White Rose. Uh, right. You know, the War of the Roses was named such because the House of York had a white rose as its uh, family seal, its family symbol. The right. Lancasters really didn't have anything, so they kind of stole that mantra and and said, well, we'll do a red rose. Uh, you know, red rose, it's completely unoriginal on, because it's rose, which was already de- taken by the House of York, and it's red because that's what everybody associates with a rose. Right. So there you go. Right. That's how the Lancasters do their so business. So lame. Back, yeah. back in the day. That, there, there's some great Lancasters. I used to I'm have sure a preacher that great was Lancaster. I'm sure there's some great Lancasters now. I'm sure. I, I know a few, and they're great people. <laughs> and if there's um, any Lancasters listening, uh, understand, I got nothing but love for you <laughs> just it's just kind of a fun thing leave it in the past bro That's leave right. it in the past but uh but this is something that uh, we've talked about for a while yeah uh, you know yeah. i i don't have this i am no tobacconist i i, I have the taste skills so i I'm, yeah. I'm enjoying the uh the idea of being able to uh as as you're mixing along kind of get in there and, and taste a little bit of it right but tell me so with that idea in mind we've got you've got something on, on the horizon right 
have there been any blends that you kind of have in the kitchen right now? I know that you just dropped, you know, the big ones, the, right. the second ba- second breakfast and bag in. Yeah. And you've been working on those for a while. Yeah. Do you have anything else that's uh, yet unnamed that you've been working on? Yeah, we, we have a couple. Um, and, you know, that's the fun part is that for me, the idea of the blend kind of has to come first and then... I don't just start throwing stuff together and see right. what happens. You right. know what I mean? I, I really have to be kind of thoughtful about what direction I'm heading in. I don't know if that's what other folks do, but, you know, if I'm going to work on a blend, I want it going into it. I want it to have certain characteristics. And as we talked about in that first episode um, or that's that second episode when we were still kind of wet behind the ears, um, <laughs> to, to say the least, yeah. Um, you know, yeah, you have to go into this knowing um all these different tobaccos that you're working with have completely different characteristics, right? Um, you know, some burn hot, uh, some burn cool, some have a whole lot of natural nicotine, some don't have any nicotine, um, some are naturally sweet and some aren't. And so, you know, just and on and on and on, kind of ad nauseum. And so as you learn about these different kind of characteristics of the tobaccos, you go into it knowing, okay, I, I really, really I'm trying to accomplish this with a blend. So I guess if I started on our Yorkist blend yeah. uh, for, for you, um, you know, I, I would kind of want to know uh, what, you know, what we were trying to accomplish first. And I guess that would be, you know, if you wanted something sweet, if you wanted something, um, you know, more savory or, or robust, uh, if you wanted something revengeful. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't, you know, that, <laughs> we, that, that's the other mantra of the Yorks, unfortunately, is mm-hmm. that we, we seem to constantly be beat out by the Lancasters in some form or fashion. But so, I, you know, I, I like the idea of revenge. However, yeah. I, you know. You also like to think you're above that. Well, you know, I, I like to think that. <laughs> uh, but I do, I do like the idea of it being, you know, I know you've got a lot of aromatic plants, but I do yeah. like the idea of it being more of an aromatic uh, you know, the, the the House of York, the symbol was a rose. So right. It was kind of fragrant. A, very fragrant. Right. Uh, you know, me personally, I'm a big fan of of aromatic tobacco. I'm trying to I'm trying to acquire a little bit more of a taste for Virginia. Yeah. Uh, and slowly but surely it's happening. And the Latakia and some of those things, the more yeah, smoky blends. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, I think definitely something sweet. Uh, but yeah, something very fragrant. Right. Can we get some of the uh, old Toby? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we can I think we can work some of that in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and at that point, you'll you'll want to start. Well, okay, here we go. Most most aromatic tobaccos have like a Virginia or a Burley base. Okay, right. um, a lot. Most tobaccos are going to incorporate Virginia or Burley in some kind of component. So, is it that you to get a more aromatic experience that you actually like? like power over the Virginia or how does that work? Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a good way to put it because the Virginia, you actually, I mean, these tobaccos are cased, which, you know, we've kind of discussed before, but casing is a process where they take natural extracts and flavor this tobacco. And so uh, your English blends, your Orientals, your straight Virginia blends, you know, your um, Balkan blends, they're not going to have that additional casing. Uh, When you, when you think about, Okay, I'm smoking a pipe. A lot of folks think, you know, that's similar to like a cigarette, but no, it's different. You're only smoking leaf that's been shredded. The only additives they ever put in it are if there's some type of casing. And that's when, you know, if you buy a really sweet syrupy cherry blend, they've actually added the the cherry syrup uh, to it. And, you know, generally they'll pack it in these giant vats, uh, is my understanding, uh, and let it kind of soak into those leaves and then they'll they'll dry it out and shred it up. So... Um, you know, you're getting a lot of different, um, 
components there. You know, you mentioned the different cuts. You know, I've I've seen you take leaf, I get not even leaf. Hmm. What is it when you get a tin of tobacco that yeah. it's kind of pressed? It I, it's already it's shredded. Like a flake. Yeah. It's a flake. Yeah. So are you when you're actually blending? Do you do you start with a flake to actually get the cut that you want, or are they pre-cut? I know with yeah. Well, okay, tobacconists like us, we're not actually getting in leaves of tobacco. Well, and then, that's not totally true. Well, I mean, we're we're not. That's right. We do have, <laughs> we do have our uh, perique hanging right. over our smoking area. It's kind of like our smoker's mistletoe. Right. Um, We've got our, that on the, the Facebook shop. page now too. If you want to. Head over to Country Squire Radio. It's our banner, right? We grew some perique in front of our shop, and then uh, and then hung it up over the um, kind of the hangout lounge area, and um, it, it adds a nice little touch. That's I'm tempted awesome. one day to to take a leaf down and shred it up and see what I can do with it. But I mean, that's the expectation. That is the expectation. It's it's been right over our smoking area, so it's going to be cased probably are just flavored with all kinds of insanity. Yeah. But, um, I, if I ever do that, I want someone to be ready to uh, take me to the local hospital. Right, right. right. That won't be for sale. Or right. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, you know, we've got just a whole lot of stuff that comes in, basically. Right. So you've right. got these bags of tobacco that come in. Uh, we get uh, unflavored tobacco, flavored tobacco. Um, some we get that are already blends and we tweak them. Some we start completely from scratch. Um, a couple of our, our favorite, favorite blends that we have at the shop are just totally from scratch. And that's, that's a lot of fun. Um, you know, but you get, uh, just a lot of different leaves in. And again, I'm not getting a leaf. I'm getting leaves that have been aged and fire cured and shredded and all that kind of stuff. But, um, and in some sense they're pressed into like flakes, uh, in some sense they're just ribbon cut or you've got them cube cut, which is where they're basically cut into little squares, um, and then you've got shag cut, which is really narrow ribbons, like, um, just very fine, almost looks like more like if you are rolled your own, uh, cigarettes, you know, right. kind of like cigarette rolling tobacco, but you know, you just start from there and kind of determine where you're, what characteristics of the tobacco you want to go and then go from there. The, the most fun part, and someone was asking me this yesterday, I think the reason we're actually talking about this is because so many folks have come in, in the Squire recently and wanted to do kind of their own blend. Yeah. And yeah. that's where I have a field day. Like, that is like, <laughs> I mean, we get to lock the shop up, stay late, and like, just be dorks about tobacco for right. a couple hours. And just experimenting and throwing stuff in the bowl and seeing what happens. And and it's great. But, you know, that's where you start experimenting. So, um, you know, you'll you'll put uh, your base in, whatever kind of you're, you're going with, it, whether it be Virginia or... Uh, Burley or um, Cavendish, um, you know, just kind of where whatever direction you're going in. And then you'll just start tweaking. You know, I love one of the most satisfying things when I'm doing an English blend is when I find that mix of or a, actually like an Oriental or Balkan blend is when I find a mix of kind of Latakia and Oriental that that pairs perfectly. When mm. I find that mix that just pairs exquisitely, um, you know, it just you just feel like a million bucks. You feel like you've kind of unburied treasure, right? <laughs> you know, um, because the it's very it's very easy to get a blend that's way overpowered in the Latakia, you know. But then the Orientals are also very potent, and so you know you can throw too much of that in there, some Turkish ribbon, and just get real woodsy and kind of over the top. So kind of finding that finding that that match that you get is just um it's really important and if you're interested in blending uh you know there are plenty of resources online you know about kind of the different cuts of tobacco which ones are naturally sweet and therefore they're going to burn a little hotter which ones were burn cooler 
more and less nicotine. Shoot, shoot me an email. Shoot us an email. You can tweet us at the at the Squire, which we'll give out our contact info at the end of the show. But um, you know, or or send us an email. And you know, there's all kinds of great ways to you know just figure out what you want to do with your own blend. You know, and, it, and it's a lot of fun to have your own. It really I, is. It makes me think of uh, you know like at, at like Home Depot or Lowe's. Every once in a while, they'll have a come learn how to do this type of day, and everybody right. gets their little tools. Exactly. And, exactly. You should, you, like something like that at Squire would be awesome. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Well, very cool. Uh, you know, one other thing you mentioned casings. Do you actually add the casings, or that doesn't happen in our shop? Okay. That, we actually buy bulk uh, tobacco that's been cased. You know, we we kind of keep our cards close to our chest on what those tobaccos are and all that of stuff. Of course, but you don't want to give away a secret recipe. I have literally been bribed to, <laughs> I, like, quite literally, <laughs> been bribed to try to figure out what's in some of the different tobaccos. Trumpeter, for whatever reason, people really want to know what's in Trumpeter and Hunting Creek. And Merriweather. And I'm sorry, but I'm not going to tell you. Like, there's no <laughs> amount of money or anything. I'm not going to tell you what's in Merriweather. I'm sorry. So, um, we love you. We're really glad you like Merriweather, but you're going to have to keep guessing. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, you know, we mentioned that, you know, y'all get the men and, and they're uh, in different formats. Right. There are a lot of ways to, you know, re- you see tobacco in tins, you see it in bags, you yeah. see it loose, you see it in leaf. Is there a certain process, and I know that y'all don't necessarily do this because you don't ship your tobacco in any other way than than loosely. Right. But if you were to like press your tobacco or something like that, are there are there added things that are that go into that in order to make them preserved? Um no. And actually the those tins, when they're put into tins like that and just kind of mushed up, they're they're sealed very tightly. Right. It's almost like putting them into a mason jar. And those tins can keep forever, so it's the preservation process is just kind of natural or whatever. Gotcha, gotcha. So um, it's really more the because one thing I've noticed about the tins is the tobacco right. seems, and I mean it's it differs from from tobacco to tobacco, but it does yeah. seem so much more dry than when it's loose. And it depends on the tobacco; it really does. It's funny because a lot of bulk, uh, you know, private blends that we have at the shop, the aromatic tobaccos in our private blends actually tend to be a little wetter. And then in the tin, they tend to be a little drier. But it, it's the opposite, interestingly enough, for tobaccos that aren't cased, tobaccos that are not aromatic. So if I open a tin of Virginia tobacco or of um, an, an English blend or a Virginia Perique blend, um, you know, I, like one of my favorite tins is Orlick Golden Slice. We sell a ton of it at the shop. It's great. When I open the tin, it's pretty moist. And so it's like for those blends that I, you typically want to smoke a little drier, uh, they're too moist. And then the blends that you like to smoke maybe a little wetter, they're too dry. It's kind of interesting. So a lot of times I'll let the, I'll let the tin kind of air out a little bit if it's just, if it's got some of that, um, you know, if it's just too, if it's too moist. Yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Pipe question, pipe question of the week. week. And the pipe question of the week this week comes to us from Charles D. Case via Facebook. He asked, what is the safest way to smoke a pipe? And by safest, I refer to the to decreasing the risk of any ill effects that may occur from the act of smoking a pipe. 
Great question. Yeah. Excellent question. And I'm pretty sure this is my cousin, Charlie. <laughs> oh, is it really? <laughs> he lives in Memphis. Hey. Yeah. And, uh, hey, Charlie. We, we converse a lot on uh, on Facebook. And man, it's if, if that's you, which I think it is, I, I don't know any other Charles you know, cases in my life. I was going to mention that he's yeah. uh, his background is a Memphis Grizzly. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, as a Grizzlies fan myself, I was going to mention that. So that, that's that, going to be that. That's him. That's him. <laughs> hey, Charlie. It's great hey, cousin to, Charlie. It's great to talk to you. <laughs> um, yeah. It, you know, it's interesting. Um Obviously, ill effects of pipe smoking. You know, there is you know some risk. You've got the you've got the opportunity to have you know cancerous effects in your in your tongue or lips or gums or um, or lungs if you inhale. Uh, but it's just so much minimized with the pipe because you aren't uh, smoking anything that's got any additives in it. It's huge difference. Um, huge, huge difference. I can't overstate that. Yeah. So you don't um, have the additives plus you know. And it, we've mentioned this before, so it's different for different people. But the kind of the concept behind the pipe is that you're not to inhale. Some yeah. people do. And some, that's fine. Some but. folks do, and they and they inhale occasionally. But you really, it's almost impossible to inhale a pipe um, over and over and over uh, in a very regular manner because the smoke is just so thick. It's 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 a lot thicker than cigarette smoke. So um, so it definitely, you know, if you're looking for something like you said, kind of the quote unquote safest way, Charlie, uh, to do that, I would not. Um, wouldn't inhale. I, I wouldn't. Or if you do, uh, just you know, be sure. Very uh, small manner. You know, every uh, several puffs, you might you might inhale a little bit. But um, yeah, most pipe smokers don't inhale. Another thing that helps a lot of folks, and this is something you know that's safety and a kind of a comfort thing. But you can move your pipe around in your mouth as you're smoking it to avoid tongue bite. So that's kind of a thing, like tongue bite, and also just kind of. Uh, I've heard of some tongue problems that kind of can develop as someone uses their pipe year after year after year in the exact same place over and over and over. You can kind of think about it like, you know, if you're holding an object over and over and over real tightly in the same place every day of your life for years. Well, that's kind of what you're doing with your with your pipe sure. if you tend to leave it in one spot. It's kind of like, uh, you know, if you're using your cell phone. Yeah, uh, in a couple different ways. If you use it, or back in the day, pre-Bluetooth, although people still do this, where they, you know, hold the phone between the shoulder and and your head, you exactly. end up yeah causing yeah. problems in your neck. That's right. And then also, uh, you know, long, you know, <laughs> prolonged use of the phone directly up against your face, right, in the exact same place for long periods of time. That side of your brain might not be able to do math anymore. Well, you know, I'm not <laughs> going to say that, but but you know, it's as as you use it, and, and this is tr- more true in the past than it is today mm-hmm. as much. But as you use it, it gets hot. And basically, yeah. the hotter it gets over time, you're just constantly holding that, you know, to the to one side of your face. That's right. That's why it's good to kind of switch it up a little bit. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And same yeah. thing with the pipe. You know, as you move it around your tongue and kind of, you can accomplish less agitation, I guess, with with that when you kind of move it around. So um, I'd tell you not to inhale. Uh, I'd tell you move your pipe around uh, pretty regularly. Um, and I think you know after that, uh, you know. One thing that helps me a lot when I smoke my pipe to enjoy the meditative effects of it is to smoke it um, when I'm trying to be calm. Right. And that, and th- this is kind of a more comfort, enjoyment-related thing than a safe health thing. But I feel like I, for some reason, just need to throw it in. Smoke your pipe not when you're in a hurry, not when you're, you know, rushing around, but try to associate your pipe with a calming down effect. Um, you know, almost as if it's part of your ritual to kind of get quiet and to be more contemplative. Um, for some reason, that just feels a lot healthier to me than 
rushing around and, oh, I need to smoke my pipe right now. Right. Uh, kind of throughout the day. Occasionally, I'll catch myself kind yeah. of drifting into that. <laughs> and I really have to rein it back in because I'm yeah. like, man, my pipe is for, it's for me. It's not to get through the day, but it's for, um, it's for me to, to reflect and contemplate and maybe socialize with my buddies or, or whatever. Yeah. And I'll also kind of throw in this along with that mindset, you know, moderation is good. Balance is very important. Yeah. Never do something in excess. I mean, I, I like, you know, when it comes to, you know, it, anything that you do for enjoyment's sake, yeah. you know, never do it in excess. Always balance out your life, whether it's, whether it's eating, drinking, yeah. uh, smoking your pipe, exercise. I mean, like it, it doesn't matter if it's the healthiest thing or the unhealthiest thing. You want a good balance throughout your life. That's right. Um, I, you know, and I've said for a long time, uh, for a long time, at least since, you know, couple of years, I guess, but you don't want to be a slave to anything. Right. Like just don't, don't become a slave to it. Uh, even good thing, like very good things, like, you know, uh, whatever you just don't become a slave to it. Just try to keep a balanced, uh, balanced perspective. So great question. Yeah. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks. And if you'd like to send us the pipe question of the week, please do so. The email address is CSR at potestary.com. Yep. Quick, Quick fire, fire with, with the, the squire. squire. All right. This week, the quickfire questions all are around a certain theme. We've been doing this uh, a lot lately where every single quickfire questions kind of have a theme to them. Yeah. And this week, we are all about pirates. Yep. You ready for this? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm excited. Blackbeard or Jack Sparrow? Jack Sparrow. What? I'm going to say Jack Sparrow. Oh. Um, I don't. I love Jack Sparrow, but I mean, if Blackbeard's the other option. He, I, it's one of the best works of all time. Like, it. Oh. I have to go with Jack Sparrow. I love it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Blackbeard because he was an actual pirate. <laughs> this is true. This is this is factual. Right. Sword or pistol? Pistol. No, I'm a sword guy. I, I you know, I, I'm a pistol guy. Yeah. yeah. Fair I, enough. Yeah. Gold or rum? Gold or rum? Yeah. One imagines that would be your buried treasure, perhaps. Ah. Okay. So like, if are you, you were on an runner? island and you dug around, would you rather find gold right. or rum? Right. Hmm. I'd have to go with the rum. <laughs> depends on if you're getting... What does that say about me? Well, no, no. Think about it. It depends on whether or not you're getting off the island. Because yeah. if you're getting off the island, gold, because then you can buy rum. But if you're not getting off the island, right. let's go with the rum. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you got to get through this thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then last but not least, hook or eye patch? Oh. Um, well, I have to go with the hook. I mean, I think that's more useful uh, just from a... Um, Versatile standpoint, oh. a versatility standpoint. I hear now. Here's something interesting. Uh, I'll actually, I'll, I'll probably go with the eye patch. Okay. Here's a little uh, historical fact for you. Okay. We we have this misconception about pirates that they wore eye patches because you know you'd lose an eye. They didn't have an eyeball. Right. Right. That is actually not the case. It, okay. In fact, most pirates and and not just pirates, but uh, seafaring type back in the, that age of of the golden age of piracy, would wear an eye patch when they were above deck, so that when they went below deck. They could, they'd already have one eye that was adjusted to no light. Is that right? Yeah. How about that? Who knew? I, apparently I did. That is right. Apparently you did. <laughs> that is so fascinating. Why? I I mean, I'm stunned that that's a thing. I've been like on I, a pirate kick lately and I've been kind of doing some research into yeah. uh, uh, more historic pirates and, and yeah. the golden age of piracy and that sort of thing. So, wow. Yeah, I, I picked up that little. You'd make a good little pirate boat. You know, the funny thing is, and this is something that I've kind of discovered, we might actually have to do a pirate centric episode at some point because yeah. pipe tobacco was very, very common, uh, a, a very common practice of pirates. Sure. Uh, and in fact, there was one of the most recent, oh, I say that, I, I need to check that, but one of the most recent 
uh, historical digs underwater okay. uh, that, that resurfaced some uh, sunken pirate ships found more pipe tobacco, more containers of pipe tobacco than they found of anything else wow. on the ship. Yeah, wow. I'll have to find that. You got to think of all the things that were that they would uh, be you know, trying to accomplish with piracy during that time. So that is so interesting. Isn't yeah. that cool? Yeah, yeah. Well, we might have to do that. Sometime. I like that. Yeah. Well, very cool. And of course, you can send in some quick fire questions to the show. Again, CSR at Pottery.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. We got some great listener feedback this week. Some long emails, too. Yeah. Right, let's see. Did we? How do we split this up? I think you're going to take the first one. I think I'm taking the first one. All right, go for it. Yeah, the first one uh, we've got is from Carl Maleft. I think I'm saying your last name right, Carl uh, Maleft. It's, isn't Malfit? Uh, I've, been, I've been calling him Malfit. Malfit. We're going to go with Carl. Uh, shoot me a, a Facebook or, or email that to me because um, I'm, I'm not sure. We're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but Carl, thanks for emailing us. He says, gentlemen, uh, I took a couple weeks off from listening to the show, uh, not by choice, but by circumstance, and finally had the opportunity to catch up tonight. Uh, so I listened to four or five episodes uh, in a row. I didn't realize this at the time, but I missed it. It was great uh, to get caught up. I'm definitely not a New Year's resolution kind of guy. But after all those episodes, I feel I need a couple. Here they are. Number one, get some Parsons blend, which I highly recommend. Number two, get some second breakfast. Number three, get some bag end. And number four, go shopping at the Country Squire. (laughs) We'd love to see you. He says, I know if I do a little clicking around, I could find this answer, but it's way more fun to ask you, can I order from the Squire online? You guys are always a joy to listen to, and I'm sure other listeners feel the same way, Carl. Thanks, Carl, for writing in. And, of course, you can order from us online. Um, Just go to our website, uh, www.thecountrysquireonline.com. Um, and you can browse, you know, all the tobaccos we have in stock. We don't put all our pipe inventory up there. Uh, we're a very small shop. So, um, you know, a lot of times it just, I don't have the time to kind of run back and forth between like pipe inventory, but the majority our, of the custom pipes though are online. We try to put custom pipes. We try to put rarer pipes that might be kind of collector's things. Right. That p- folks from across the world might, you know, be looking for a very specific, uh, older pipe or something but uh, if you are looking for a pipe please email me please give me a shout um, you know because we can keep a lookout for something or we may have something in stock that you're having trouble finding but definitely get on our website you can check out all of our our uh, private house blends there on the on the site and we'll ship them to you oh and another thing leave reviews too definitely leave reviews for those because uh, people love to see you know what other folks um, think about the tobacco and we got an email from Lane Thompson. He writes, Bo and JD, greetings from Greenwood. Love the show. Keep them coming. I'm a band director, so I won't be able to catch the live podcast while I'm teaching. Uh, that's all right, Lane. Uh, although we would have loved to have you here. <laughs> However, I'll spread the word to my fellow pipe smokers. He also gave us a uh, an idea for um, a show where we kind of reopen up the topic of pipe upkeep and, yeah. and offers up some suggestions. So yeah, great idea, great idea, Lane. Well, in fact, when we do that particular episode, I'll be sure to read that section of your email because you you offer a, a little bit of an anecdote, and I think it's uh, really good. He also says, I thought I might mention to you a recent TV spotting of a pipe smoker. PBS did a new show this year, Endeavor, based on the beginnings of the character Inspector Morris. 
The character Inspector Thursday is Morris's boss, and he smokes a pipe in every episode. There's even some great scenes where he's at his desk taking it apart and cleaning out the bowl for the next load. That's cool. I mentioned that because most television directors would never think to show such a basic interaction with a pipe like that. That is really cool. Take care and all the best. Lane Thompson, Greenwood, Mississippi. Thanks, Lane. Thanks, Lane. That's awesome. Excellent email. You know, and I already wrote Lane back, but I like the idea of doing maybe a new segment to the show. Yeah. Maybe not a regular segment, but maybe every every once in a while we do pipe smokers and pop culture. Yeah. And uh and we you know, both of us were were relatively busy guys. I I, I create more content than I'm able to consume, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And uh and it would definitely be a big help if uh you guys, the listeners, if, if y'all spot something that's in pop culture, let us know and we'll uh, right. we would be both both happy to feature it on the show as part of that segment. And also, we'll we'll be sure to give you credit as well. So, yeah, uh, Lane, thank you for that uh, that perhaps first pipe smoker in pop culture that's ever to be featured here on the Country Squire. That's right. That's right. One other thing I'd like to mention. Yeah, please do. Wanna, and this is kind of goes with this. And I mentioned earlier with the reviews, but we want to occasionally rotate in. If you've smoked one of the Squire tobaccos, um, please send us some written reviews, and we will mention them on the air. Um, Give us ideas about like kind of, you know, what your thoughts were on, you know, the room note and kind of uh, go as deep as you want. If you want to talk about the acidity of it or the um, tongue bite or kind of the, you know, what your companions thought about it or whatever, uh, let us know. We would love to kind of get some feedback from you all on some of our uh, some of our Squire blends. So uh, let us know. Love to hear from you on that. And we uh, will make that a semi-regular component of our of our show here. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We want to thank those who tuned in live to our first ever live show. We hope that you enjoyed this experience, but we, we love you guys for uh, for tuning in and, and, uh, and roughing it with us on this first, uh, first ever live show. Yep. Our contact information, our, our email address for the show is csr at potisteri.com. All right. And of course, we've got the Facebook page. Just uh, search on facebook.com for Country Squire Radio. Yep. The profile picture is the same as the album art for the podcast that you are currently enjoying. We hope to see you there. There's a lot of fun discussions that come up, a lot of great ideas for show topics, and and, uh, and also some funny uh, funny pictures every po- pop up every now and again. <laughs> uh, so, yep, check it out. Check that out. Check out the new Quick Fire with the Squire. Send us those reviews. And, yeah, other than that, man, just y'all have a great day. We have really a great week. It. Smoke your pipe. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.